hello, 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 and also hello. We just flicked the switch from two friends catching up to two friends podcasting. We're putting on the podcast voices and talking about music for the music podcast called Music Rules. My name is Jack. My name is Fen. One second ago, we were talking about difficulties exporting files and talking about how this morning we have both been doing small burps. But now we're right into business and we're ready to talk about music. That's correct. Uh, b- before we proceed, and maybe this could be a cool little bit of video content. What, what's that behind your, uh, your mic on the wall? I think it's a little number, I see. Ah, That's my nice. Australian Idol number. From when I auditioned for Australian <laughs> Idol and received Very four good. no's. <laughs> I guess hey, they couldn't got... handle all of this. They couldn't handle all that. You know, the, who, who, who was there who was about all the bass? But she. Megan, Megan uh, Trainer was about all that bass. Um, yeah, and she, she, she said handle... that uh, I should try putting stuff on YouTube. So that's mm. what I'm doing. I'm taking her advice. <laughs> Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Megan. So smart. Legend. <laughs> the way she talks uh, in the show is like borderline incomprehensible. It's like... Yeah, um, how, how is it? Her brain has been filled with so much TikTok slang that all of her sentences are like, oh, this is so... This is so mother. <laughs> you were mother down for this. And it's like, oh... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is a singing show. Does, does, does she speak in the uh, in the TikTok robot voice? This is literally me when I hear someone who should be on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essentially, yeah. <laughs> she should speak in the old TikTok voice. It's like, yeah, hello, I'm Tony McNeil. I thought that was like a, a SpongeBob thing for ages, and then someone told me that. It's just like a robot voice. Yeah. And then... And the, to me, that's what Spongebob sounds like. The new TikTok voice is like talking without breathing. It's like, today I went to the shops and I bought a better... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went yeah. to the And doing like a hundred yeah. things in a day. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Not even a, a space for, for breath. I think that's what we should be doing when we edit videos. People don't like to breathe anymore. Yeah. We, we, can't, be, we can't be wasting people's time with... Uh, yeah, the only Between time words, you know. you're allowed to leave a breath in an audio recording is if you're Tom York from Radiohead and you're about to sing like a really long note. He really he leaves the breath like, in the like recording. Like you go. Yeah. He goes. is exactly what you should do. Yeah. But you know what? During that space when I did a little breath then, I bet we lost at least 40% of the audience because <laughs> we can see all the analytics. Yeah. Yep. As soon as they heard we those two uh, those, those two breaths, they were like, I'm out of here. I'm going to go watch Hamish and Andy. Yeah. Did you know Tom York's middle guys. name is New? Tom New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, it's, he's, he's the man who never sleeps. Yeah. He's that's, the big apple. Tom, it's Tom New York. He's Lady Liberty. Yeah. That's Holding in New that York, torch. isn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't know. 
That little creep. We're just two. <laughs> we're just two bogans from Australia. What do we know about culture? Oh, what do we know about culture? With that being if said, if there's any country I want to remain ignorant of, it's America, because it's against all odds that and, we d- know nothing about America. Yeah, and it. Um, if there's any country that we do want to be aware of, it's it's Black, Black Country, country New, New Road, Road. <laughs> which is the title of this episode. Oh, wow. oh um, hang on. Sorry, man. I might have to stop recording. I've, uh, I've spilt some I'm spilt some coke on on my ceiling and now there's ants up there. Oh, God damn. <laughs> ants, from up, ants from up here. I think, yeah, ants from up here. Yeah, up there. Ants from up there. Yeah, I can oh, see the ants. Actually, on... I, give me a second. I just need to eat this snack I made. It's... um. Mm-hmm. It's very far uh, down near the ground, and it's a bunch of raisins on some peanut butter on a stick of celery. Ants on a log. <laughs> That's what yeah, you call that. Okay, first, first question, first point in discussion. Why didn't they call their album Ants on a Log? <laughs> because I feel like it would have been so much more uh, easy to relate to. For it would have been much like more us. relatable. And yeah, mm. I don't know. They should have done that. Well, yeah, it's okay. It's still a good name. It's still it's still a good name, I guess. I guess Ants so. from up there. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> kind of makes me think about being in a plane. Yeah, uh, looking down at people. I guess. I guess that's the imagery. Ants yeah, from up there. Yeah. Yeah. I was one of those ants really for a very long time because I lived directly under a flight path. And man, I tell you what, when you live so close to the airport. Planes are so big. Did you end up like tuning out of the noise after a while? Um, a lot of it was during COVID, so there was no flights. But um, okay, so that was good. But not really. I mean, you do and you don't. You you kind of tune it out. Um, mm. and then like when you go to a friend's house, you're like, "Whoa, this is so whoa quiet." There's no like something is missing. Deafening roar that makes it so loud that you can't hear the TV anymore yeah um yeah yeah we should do a one two three music i just remembered to sync one two two, three three music music. nice um we'll leave that in and that'll be really cool for uh, you know the uh the the listener to get a peek behind the curtain just how we operate all the cool tech stuff we do (laughs) cool yeah so yeah we're talking about ants from up there this is an album i really really like but I haven't really done the same level of research into it uh, this episode. But you know what? We're going to be learning together and maybe um, maybe we'll find some cool things out at the same time. Yeah. So let's start by listening to a track called Chaos Space Marine. And okay. while I talk, I'm going to get it up. Chaos Space Marine. It makes me think of like um, Warhammer. Warhammer 40k. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't make me think of that. I just typed it in and it came up. Oh. I don't actually play um I don't actually play Warhammer. <laughs> How embarrassing. Yeah, do you me. play Warhammer? Um my brother who will be listening to this uh was re- relatively into Warhammer. And so Warhammer I kind of got into it. I got like a starter pack. I played hmm. as uh Tau who was like a Tau? special like, like would dry you, dry you off after a shower. <laughs> yeah. I played as towel. Good old towel. Did he say? <laughs> oh, okay, huh? 
How dare you? <laughs> Little tally. How, how, <laughs> how dare you besmirch the good name of Warhammer 40k? I also played I'm the so video sorry. game, which is a bit like Age of Empires. Um, oh, yeah. Warhammer. Is, is, that's not Warcraft? Oh, no. Oh, I brother. don't think I played Warhammer. Warhammer, yeah, you got to paint all the figurines and stuff. Actually, you know, yeah. maybe it relates to the title lines from up here. Because when you're painting figurines in Warhammer, they're pretty small. Mm. You have to use a very oh small my God. brush. Could you imagine if that's actually what it was like and we just cracked the code? I mean, it could be. It could be. <laughs> All right. Let's listen. Three, two, one. Music. Yeah. Here I come now. 
I love that that's the, like, it's the same riff as the opening, but it's just been slowed down by half. It strikes me as something that was so obviously written in a room together, Mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, composed by one person and brought to the... Because it's got the sort of energy of, like, I'm envisioning them in the room together going, yeah, here's this idea, blah, 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 and then going, like, whoa, this feels really good to play. Like, let's, let's slow it down and let's, like... You know, let's let's try it in this different context. Um, yeah, totally. It's v- very joyous. And I also, this is like a bit of a theme throughout the whole album, but it's kind of like a bit dorky. Oh, yeah. This album has total like band geek slash theater kid yeah. energy. Yeah. Like maximalism. I'm so glad you thought so too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's so unashamed. The other thing we, we talked about last week was, sorry. Pardon me. It was um, pandiatonicism in 1975's um, the opening track, the yeah. 1975. This album is like the opposite in that, like every single bit of the harmony is functional. Like it's all propelling you to like a new place. Yeah. Um, hundred percent band geek energy. I think you're correct on that. Yeah. This is funny because I'm about to talk, relate this to a piece of music that's non-functional, but um. Yeah, there's a piece of music by Steve Wright called Four Organs, um, and it's just basically the same riff. It happens over and over again, um, but eventually, I think it just keeps halving in tempo, or like halving in speed, until it is yeah. like painfully, painfully slow, and it just becomes like this piece of drone music. Um, so that was just, I guess, a funny uh, comparison to the halving the riff. Um, another mm. example I can think of, of this being done is the song Teenage Riot by Sonic Youth, where they have mm. the riff is played half time at the beginning and then like and then it goes double time. So it's kind of like the reverse thing. But yeah, it's it's really cool. It's interesting. They started writing this in lockdown, I think. Really? That's really interesting to me. But I think they played it a lot live together before they released it or maybe before they recorded it. I don't know exactly what their process is. Apparently, um, they improvise a lot, so makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would that would check out. Yeah, yeah. I saw um, I saw the guitarist slash singer left four days before the album came out. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Yeah, it's like it's sort of, and and I sort of, I found that out maybe like a little way into my analysis or like study of this of these three tracks, and um, really puts a different spin on things, like. Yeah. I can't imagine, well, actually, I, I can imagine you'd have to be in a very particular place to be wanting to leave a band that is undoubtedly, like, on the uprise, like, on the upswing. Peeps of people listening, it debuted at number three on the UK charts. Wow. Um, just crazy, crazy, everyone loves it, but this guy was just having a very bad time. Yeah. Um, I think, like, some sort of mental health issues. Yeah. And Isaac Wood. Yeah, I, Isaac Wood. Yeah. Yep. Um, he really brings a lot to this album. So it'll be very interesting to see what they do next. Apparently they've been making music and recording and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, they want to do something orchestral and they want to cool. do something... Well, I think like the bass player is stepping forward to do main vocal duties. 
Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I think I read yeah. it was like being split between a few of them, even the vocal mm. duties. But yeah, he definitely has a lot of character and a lot of presence. Um, and yeah, he's a he's a good lyricist as well. Mm. It's very earnest. A lot of the lyrics. Yeah. I read somewhere they were listening to a lot of Arcade Fire, which I was like, oh. that definitely checks out. Like hearing this kind of big baritone voice and these like these um these big arrangements. Um mm. there's sort of a sense of epicness to the proceedings. Um Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't really listened to like that much Arcade Fire beyond like the main big tunes. Like yeah. Eight, eight years ago or whatever but um yeah the like uh, surely arcade fire aren't this kind of um i guess like loose and compositional no like, they're not no it's just i think that's just one point of reference for them okay yeah yeah um but they, they just took it vocally and kind of put it into a different context yeah, or something maybe yeah i read a review of this ian cohen's review on pitchfork which is a good review i would recommend reading um, and mm. he kind of said that, like, there was a lot of music like this between 2004 and 2007. Um, like, mm. this really ambitious, like, um, slightly uncool um, kind of, yeah. like, that theater kid energy that we were talking about. People like Sufjan yeah. Stevens as well. He had, you know, he had his, like, 50 States project, which is the album Come On Feel the Illinois is like very mm. huge big orchestral like lots of different instruments yeah. um really ambitious like 22 song album um yeah so it kind of it reminds me of that era of music yeah um which is really nice nice for me it is nice <laughs> i mean like like we're like you know we're the we're the target audience hey yeah exactly like like we're the people that are just kind of like a bit like unafraid to be a bit camp in what we like or listen to or write yeah yeah um, i mean yeah i yeah. like musical theater now um so mm. anything well we goes. did a musical together yeah yeah we we did we yeah. performed a musical together yeah. um it's funny like i'm pretty sure this band is younger than me nine like 80 90 percent sure i haven't checked their ages but when he says that somebody has billy eilish style i'm like oh yeah they're definitely younger than me <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i probably wouldn't yeah i'm looking at them now far out they look young they look like the cast of skins or something yeah that's crazy they look like season nine of skins <laughs> look them up that's nuts yeah, I've, <laughs> I've seen a photo it's crazy they're like oh. super young it's it's crazy yeah but good for them yeah they making something so yeah. cool and ambitious yeah, good, at such good a for young them. age yeah good for, i'm happy good for, for them. these guys I'm good for them at all yeah um <laughs> yeah I'm I'm so glad you're you're with me on the dorky thing. Yeah, it's it's so dorky, but I love it. I think uh, it was Jono that showed me this band first. Yeah, and um, I think he gave me the he, he introduced it as like, oh, this is a band that's like friends of Black Midi, mm. and uh, I I'm like not crazy about Black Midi. Yeah, which is weird because I am the target audience once again, and it's probably the most amount of people who've been listening to math rock in recent times um you know what i am crazy about the youtube genre of black midi which is all like how many notes yeah. can we fit into a single second and it's like a million notes per second if yeah. you can put an audio clip of that black midi right yeah here. <laughs> 
awesome. you guys are you guys are at the I'll put it in, don't worry. You guys are in the at the Black Midi concert, hanging out, having a good time, listening to some crazy music. I'm at home one to two centimeters away from my monitor, just watching those piano roll notes. Yeah, watching dash those down. crazy colors. And I'm having the best time. Um, having the best time. Maybe we'll do a black midi thing one day. I gotta give him another go. But anyway. You don't, Let's have, move to, on to the next you don't have to give anything okay. another go. Well, then I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll never go back to it. <laughs> I'll continue being ignorant. Um, let's listen to The Place Where He Inserted the Blade. Goes for about seven minutes. So buckle up. Yep. Three, two, one. Music. Music. Not to keep you too long 
Very cool. Very. Thank you, Black Country New nice. Road. How interesting. Their name is Black Country New Road, and they write a song that uses many of the black keys on the piano. 
<laughs> Correct, because this song is in F sharp major. F sharp <clears throat> major. Yeah, beautiful song. I just, yep. yeah, I you know, it makes me so sad that this vocalist left. Yeah, and I feel like maybe that's kind of part of the aura of this album is that he's gone. It's a breakup, which is album. a weird thing to say, but it's like this. This makes it kind of more special in a way. Yeah. It does, really. It makes it significant, feels significant. He keeps referencing uh, in the lyrics this um, airplane crash, the Concorde, Mm. um, in which a Concorde departed Paris and it crashed shortly after leaving and um, killed all 107 passengers on board. Whoa. It's quite a dramatic um, metaphor for a relationship, quite shocking imagery to use i guess yeah I, I i thought the i thought the comparison was about because why was the concorde like why do they stop flying it i i heard it was because it was like extremely loud but then again i was also like eight years old no it was it was because of this it because it killed a hundred people oh really they grounded all the concords after that but like don't planes just crash sometimes like why Why did they particularly retire the Concorde? Is it unsafe? I think so. I, I don't know exactly, I don't know. yeah. I'm no Bring it back. airplane scientist. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. Let's Bring see it back. position of music rules. <laughs> yeah. Bring back this Bring back vocalist the to the band. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and also bring Isaac back. Um, well, only if actually, he wants to come back. Only it's if he to wants him. to. Yeah, it's up We're to not going to force him. I, We're not going to fly to no. London or well, you, wherever. You, you, you might not force him, but I will. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm absolutely going to push him back in the band. I'm going to fly to London on a Concorde. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. My Concorde's going down. <laughs> my plan is foiled. Uh, uh, that one is thing what I love British about... people be like. Yeah. Uh, this song... I, 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 Sorry, you, you, you oh, continue sorry. that thought. Yeah, we're talking at the same time. Uh, online, Zoom, much. Yeah, um, all, 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 all that magic from the in-person Yeah. Uh, the in-person recording, gone. Dashed. Gone. Dashed upon the rocks. <laughs> wow, you sound like you're singing Black Country New Road songs. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Very poetic. Yeah, I love the pretty. chord progression at the opening of this song. It's a very fun and easy technique to use to create a chord mm. progression which is you play a major chord and then you just descend your bass note by a semitone each time and then it creates these cool interesting chords mm. so they just do it like four times to create a four chord progression um yeah yeah and like you end up using like chords you may not otherwise use you can also do it the mm. other way like you can change the top note make the top note go up a semitone mm. so something like this that's making the top note go yeah. up a semitone, or you can go down. That's the chord progression they use in this, where they're making the bottom note go down a semitone. You could try to do it with a middle note, you get a bit stuck. Mm. They they, they do do it a little bit in in the beginning of this song with the um. Da, da, da. They go to the um because the they're in F sharp. They go chord. to B and they go minor, a major, minor. 
Mm. Um, yeah. Once again, I think that has got a lot to do with the bass note that's wriggling around to and fro, putting it in different contexts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's like 100% musical. Hey, that like first like, oh, my guitar's so out of tune. What's the second chord? It's like F sharp and then that goes down to F in the bass. I think it's like a B flat minor chord or an A sharp minor chord. Yeah, and then it goes down to E. Show me that place. And then to the four and then minor four sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever um, it is. That's whatever like it is. The general technique um, yeah. that they're using. Yeah, lyrically, I, I had a look on YouTube and uh, just while I was listening, and some guy was like, This is Nat Dog. Five months ago, Nat Dog wrote, uh, My interpretation of the lyrics will be the narrator who is hurt is trying to rekindle their relationship with someone who used to be in an abusive relationship. Whoa. I.e., show me the place he inserted the blade. Um, sharing the pain has made them codependent since both of them are trying to heal. Um, I don't know yeah. if I agree with that interpretation. <laughs> no? I, I feel I, like I think it's... I'm a bit sold on it, but I'd love to hear your interpretation. I would say that, I mean, not to assume, but mm. I feel like this YouTube commenter is taking poetic lyrics too literally, maybe. Right. Because, I mean, this Fair enough. this singer, he likes to speak in metaphors mm. um, as evidenced by comparing the end of a relationship to a plane crash that killed 100 people. Um, True. So I wouldn't say, like, it's not all so literal. It could just mm. be, like somebody who's been hurt in a previous relationship just in the way that relationships can do that not necessarily abusive or whatever yeah um, yeah but yeah, yeah that's true i mean i don't want to assume anything it's it definitely well, could, could be it could be valid but yeah because you, you can um you can like yeah you, you can suffer any sort of crap any sort of uh yeah. Notice me like scanning my brain for a non-swear word to use just then. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe, you know, <laughs> the person who's the romantic interest has a, you know, an annoying boss. It could be. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. I guess that's exactly right. But, but even it doesn't even have to be a person. It could just be like a thing that happened and you can personify it yeah. as a guy stabbing you because yeah. that's a really hectic and cool way to um to talk about a metaphor or whatever yeah and this guy definitely seems like he's into kind of fantasy and um mm. i mean the genre of fantasy um yeah and if he's into warhammer or warhammer 40k mm. there's another track <laughs> where he talks about fashioning a long sword um oh really so, well the, you know the, that's the, the kind sort of like the nerdy things keep coming out don't they yeah 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 Definitely. But so I wouldn't take this necessarily literally. Too literally, yeah. Um, because he also says that he burns his house, and I, I don't think he did that either. No. But maybe he did. I guess the the ultimate point is like we don't need to take songs so literally all the time. No. And and I, even though it's very tempting to try and to ascribe meaning to um, to things. It's better mm. to kind of. But as yeah. a counter to that, though, the um, when we were doing the 1975 last week, there was that song. Was it part of the or part of the band? Um, there was a bit where the uh, he, he says, "You were part of the Air Force. I was part of the band," and all of the YouTube commenters are going, 
oh, what does this Air Force thing mean? And then some British guy is like, well, you know, she was probably just part of the Air Force and he was part of the band. Like that, it could be just like, it's more likely to be literal than right, you just right. have a relationship with someone from a... But then but, that song is kind of a perfect example because I think none of the things in that song are even real in that part of the band song. Like he, it's just like a collection of kind of stream of consciousness, random lyrics. Um, or yeah. like maybe some of it is real, but yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's interesting. It's, uh, mm. you know, it's cool. Everyone should, everyone should put their interpretations out there. And I think that's, that's fine. But this is my interpretation. <laughs> Fair enough. I, th- yeah. I think it's nice to create an atmosphere where artists can just say things that aren't always real. I think that's what I'd take away from that is that I think that that I think that, and I also think that maybe this genre, not to like be too mean about it, but this genre of people or like artists or people who love music and consider it in, incredibly sincere and incredibly like, like far more, um, far more real and authentic than other styles of music. I think they're definitely trapping themselves if they think that every th- single thing has to be entirely uh entirely true and entirely literal Mm. because then you just end up writing songs like we watched netflix i felt bad yeah i went home and rang my dad oh yeah then i bought cigarettes i hate smoking but i am addicted it's just like like why not why not talk about getting stabbed or a plane crash like it is exactly. so much more exciting. You can say literally anything. Like no one mm. can stop you. You're not gonna get you sued could... for like, yeah, <laughs> saying crazy stuff on a song. You you could just do whatever, whatever. Just go for it. It doesn't have to be so. Just go for it. Literal. It's kind of a nice yeah. thing about this band. They go for it. They go for it because you it, they and they demonstrate that you can be authentic. You can be sincere. You can be wonderful and all of these things. But you don't have to be boring or talk oh, yeah. about catching the tube somewhere Ooh, i don't know I'm what do british people f- do from london you know why we had to do this album because he says mm. towards the end show me the fifth of the cadence you want me to play yeah yeah i was going to bring that up i <laughs> thought that that was maybe maybe that was him talking about being uh being like a bit directionless or something or a bit yeah. kind of so, and he mentions on so another having track a fifth or a cadence is pushes you in a direction right it does yeah he also mentions on another track not to be literal minded but um that this person Mm. that he's talking about is a piano player or something or a keyboard player right he talks about um them playing keyboard for like a group of their friends one night when the Mm. wi-fi went out or something um yeah that that's right i remember that and they all huddled around their altar um so maybe it's some kind of reference to them both. Yeah, being this album seems to contain a lot of those sort of things. Yeah. There's like self-referential. I think, are you fine if we dive into our last track, Goodwill Hunting? Yeah. Written and directed. No. Directed by Gus Van Sand. Written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Good yeah, this is, this is a movie. Hey, I haven't seen the movie. What's the movie about? <clears throat> the movie is about a janitor who mm-hmm. is 
freakishly good at maths. Whoa. And they put up this like impossible problem on the blackboard. Oh. And like whoever solves it at this university gets a prize. Yeah. And he just solves it and like doesn't tell anybody. And everyone's freaking out. They're like, whoa, what? Like, who solved this? Who did this? And then they eventually figure out that it was Matt Damon, the janitor. Oh. And he's like a real Boston guy. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. It's actually <clears throat> a lot better than what that sounds like. There's a lot of Elliot like Smith that... songs on the soundtrack. Oh, well, well, then it has to be good. Yeah. Music by Danny Elfman. No. Does he go? <laughs> this is Goodwill Hunting. Dun, 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 dun. I've never heard Danny Elfman do anything that wasn't like a little bit like, yeah, camp I or something. I said Elliot Smith. <laughs> Wait, I, I thought that meant that Elliot Smith put in... Yeah, no, there is Elliot Smith songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he just, are you um, looking up Danny... Oh, you're looking up the movie and no, you no, saw that... Da- the... Danny Elfman like did the music Oh, okay, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I thought... I didn't realize you were also <laughs> looking up the movie and I thought like yeah, you just yeah. misheard me and you are like... But yeah, Confused right. Elliot Smith for Danny Elfman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, they're so stylistically similar. There's a great video of... Elliot Smith performing at the Oscars and he's wearing this suit mm-hmm. and it's like two sizes too big and he's right. so awkward on stage. It's just like a perfect moment. Got a real uh, real David Byrne thing going on. Yeah. Is that the Talking Heads fella? That's the Talking Heads yeah. fella. Anyway, yeah. we should uh we should listen yeah, to let's, this. Yeah, let's let's play this song. <laughs> genius daughters now and you teach me to play the piano
Yes, yes, yes. My favourite track off the album. The first track of this band I ever heard and an absolute vibe. I'm going to throw to you, Fen. What do you reckon? I reckon it's awesome. I think that's a very cool track. And I think I also had this one extremely stuck in my head for a very long time. Very catchy, mm. catchy stuff. Mm. I love I love the Billie Eilish reference comes back. Yeah, 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 yeah. He references it in the Space Marine song and then it comes back again. Yeah. Right one here. Of the- one of the YouTube commenters was like, uh, what did he say? He was like, he was like, yeah, Billie Eilish style is like, um, it's like when you get cannibalized by the music industry. And that is definitely an overreach. <laughs> I, I was like, like you think about someone who's moving to Berlin, it's not unlikely that they just might look like Billie Eilish. Yes. Um, <laughs> which think- is definitely how I in- interpret it the first time. This is like um, a special kind of mental illness that's brought on by spending too much time on Genius.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's, I mean, I, I, I kind of like, I'm, I'm sure you do too, but I, I kind of like that people just come up with these wacky with wild interpretations. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, no, I, think I it's do. Really cool. I do like it. I think it's awesome. It's yeah. um, you know, it must be nice for the band too, or maybe they hate it. I don't know. Yeah, if it was people... me, I'd find it. I'd find it interesting at least. Yeah, I don't. Um, I've I've never had it happen to me, and someone sort of go. Yeah, go that deep into anything I've written or. Yeah. Although I did have someone uh at at a Basil's kite gig the other night who knew the time signatures and was air drumming to Whoa. it. And and that was enough for me to feel incredibly happy. That's pretty so cool. I think I'd prefer that. Yeah. But yeah. um yeah, in terms of like pouring through and tearing apart uh tearing apart songs I've written lyrically and that are probably very deep to me and personal. Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't feel so good. I'd yeah, probably want people not. to step but it's, off. Funnily enough, like that's the well, naturally that's the style of music that people are most wanting to pull apart lyrically is stuff that is yeah. really personal and Deeply emotional. Personal. And mm. I would say a little bit nerdy. Um that yeah. really attracts a certain kind of person who wants to really yeah. delve into the meaning of every word and every sentence. Yeah. Um, I did it so when I, we were first kind of I was doing some research and that research consisted of searching the term black country new road on Twitter and seeing what people I follow had said about it. <laughs> um, and there was one tweet from the aforementioned Jonathan Took and he said, the chord that plays when Isaac sings, I'm scared of the phone. Uh, mm. scratches a very particular itch for me or something. And it's so true. Right. It's like this, it's this little like... Where can I hear this chord? I think it's something like that. Mm. Like this kind of chromatic um, like augmented chord. It's either that or, or this. What, what's the, what's the exact chord? I've I have my guitar. B flat D F sharp A. It's like B flat B major flat, seven with a raised five. D E flat B flat D B flat D F sharp A. Oh, I see. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's a cool chord, but it's also just hundred percent musical theater to me in a way. Yeah. Like it's like it's doing a similar thing. The bass is is going up chromatically while there's like that riff on top of it. Um yeah. I mean it's it's satisfying. It it is a cool chord. It's really cool. It's satisfying, um, but it's also uh I, I think I think it's more than the chord progression for me. To me to me it's like the rhythm that really drives it and makes it really makes oh, yeah, it stand yeah. out compared to other tracks on this yeah. album. Because there's the like there's there's interesting uh rhythmic concepts throughout. But this is probably the one that's like, probably tickles me in in the most sp specific way where I'm like, yeah, specific. this is my thing. Yes, specific it's like tickle. Specific tickle. Specific that's uh my biography name. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of got this like, uh, it's it's got this amazing thing with the drums where they just sort of move accents and, um. Just shift yeah. the entire riff into a whole different dimension. Yeah, we call that a metric that. modulation, baby. Yes, I, I I like the I like the shift a lot. It was Jono who showed me this, and he showed it to us after a long day of recording at the at Parliament Studios for the Basil's Kite album. Right, because he was producing the album, and um, 
It was like, I just was not in a mood to listen to anything whatsoever. Like, I'd really just had enough. Um, you know, no just more after, music. Pretty much. Like, I, I get that way a lot, which is probably why I listen to so many podcasts. Like, just after yeah. being around music all day, it's just like, oh, shut up. Like, I don't yeah. care. I'm the same. <laughs> But Jono was incredibly uh, pushy about this. He was like, got to listen to this. And he made me sit there and listen to it. And then I was like, okay, this is actually like kind of the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It's like, extremely ah, cool. Fine. This is awesome. Whatever. Fine. You win again, Mr. Took. Um, <laughs> full of a Took. <laughs> and yeah. So I listened to it and I was immediately sold. I, I, used, I, ins- I used a lot of the rhythmic ideas from this song in my song that we're going to play soon. Um, yeah. Let's talk yeah, about cause... that rhythmic idea specifically. Because, like, the opening yeah. is, like, it's kind of in 6-8 or something. It's, like, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And then it changes um, in the chorus, I think it is. Whatever. Yeah. The you call, I'll it, be it there. It brings in the bit that with the extra pentatonic, the... Yeah, and then it changes to just like almost like two four. One, two, one, two. But then the quavers stay the same. Like the quavers are going at the same speed, so it goes from like. Which is really fun. It is really fun, and I think texture-wise and instrumentally, maybe the drummer doesn't get enough clout. But they deserve clout because it is so tasty and they stay out of the way of the vocals. Oh, yeah. Which is a very special thing to think about. And most drummers don't think about it. It's, it's so it's, nice. You should be playing to everyone, including the vocalist. Yeah. It's really nice to hear a drummer play something simply mm. and just completely in the pocket. Like 100%. So, like, just nails it. Um, yeah. Which is hard to do. Yeah, it it's is. It's hard to but play drums in general. Every time we talk about drummers, I'm just like, that's hard to do. This is also hard to do. It's hard to play simple. It's hard to play complex. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I agree. It is hard to play drums. It's easy to program drums. I love to do that. It's so much fun. Programming <laughs> little to... fills and things. Yeah. Yeah, that is fun. I don't have to learn how to do the actual thing. I just sit there and click a button. One thing that I <laughs> that I didn't mention, so the song that I made last week, the way that I chose the drum sound on GarageBand was because it was called Manchester and the 1975 are from <laughs> Manchester. <laughs> nice. That's how you got that classic kind of, Manchester sound. Yes, this is the kind of deep thinking that goes into this show and the music that we make. Yeah. But, you know, if you didn't say that, I guarantee one of our fans, one of our, or, or maybe you, dear listener, would have, uh, would have figured that out and probably yeah. put, put it on the internet. Probably. That's, this is the kind of this is the kind of community we want to cultivate. Yeah, we want to cultivate like a fan theory, mm. conspiratorial community. Yeah, maybe there could be like a music rules wiki, where yeah. uh, where, where people listen and they can they call us out when we're wrong. Yeah. Um, like for instance, when I said that the terms guitarist uses low tunings, that was incorrect. Um, for instance, when I said that the song the 1975 is in F major, it's not. It's in A. Oh, see, that is really unforgivable. Yeah. Because we're here and we're purportedly the people who know about the music rules. Yeah. And and yet we failed on two fronts. We got to do, do better. I pledge to do better. 
Yeah. I didn't have my keyboard in front of me. It felt like I was missing a limb. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. (laughs) Well, everyone will say it was cool. That that's that's one. Before we move on, this is just the last oh, yeah. thing I want to talk about. Yeah, lyrically, let's talk about this lyrically a little bit. Yeah. So, um, where he says everyone will say it was cool, that made me so sad because he left the band, and and yeah. you know I I will say it was cool. It was super cool what you did, Isaac. Yeah. I I really I, like it. Thank you I so think much. In context, it seems like he's trying to do something to get this romantic interest to mm. remember him yeah it's like it was so funny when i heard it the first time i was just thinking like oh yeah like you're at a party or something and like you you know i don't know you try to do something to get someone to notice you and then <laughs> and then later everyone is like yeah that was cool when he did that weird thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that's yeah. what i was thinking when i was listening to it but he's talking i think specifically about calling calling her on the phone um i i thought this was talking about the the love interest moving to berlin with billy eilish style well yeah yeah so maybe that's that's how he's trying to keep her in him in her mind or whatever yeah probably yeah the the moving to berlin for a little while like i've had i've had friends who've moved to berlin for a little while and yeah i sit there and i'm like that's so cool my friend Tim. is really cool our friend tim Tim Cheeseman mm. moved to Berlin. He went to Berlin. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, everyone did say that was cool. Probably. Yeah, it was cool when he did that. Yeah. So this song to me, it feels like he's kind of longing for this like interest to be reciprocated. It feels like this sort of, this um, affection is very one-sided at the moment. I find the opening mm. lines like really kind of sad. It's like it kind of describes this scene where I'll just read it, but you walk up on the raised edge, hands out for balance, slipping, you almost grab mine, but you find your feet. And I never wanted so much f- for someone to fall. Um, it's so sad. Like he, he wants her to kind of trip over so that she'll actually hold his hand for once or show him, uh, some kind of affection or some kind of or for mm. there to be any kind of small amount of connection between them you know yeah yeah or, or or probably like maybe it speaks as well to the desire to be needed i yes. guess a hundred percent because then later on if we're on a burning starship the escape pods filled with your friends your childhood film photos there's no room for me to go sad yeah Wow. Wait, and that's when so, he fashions yeah. the longsword out of the wreckage of the burning spaceship, <laughs> which is a very Warhammer 40k image. It is. <laughs> it kind of reminds me. I'm just gonna look up the lyrics for it because it's um, it's such a cool. I look at autocorrected because I've looked them up recently. There's a band called I Hate Myself, and they're like an emo band from the 90s. I think 97 is when this came out. This song. And they yep. got a song called Caught in a Flood with the Captain of the Cheerleading Squad. Mm. And it's a great song. Um, it's so unashamedly like angsty and um, and he talks about like being stuck in a tree um, with this woman, with the, or this girl, I guess, because it's a high school thing. And, uh, and the water's rising 
and he's just like, um, if it'd make you comfortable, I'd jump out this tree or maybe we could be married and uh, maybe we could get married and be happy. These few <laughs> words could be the last we ever speak. Do you think maybe you could love me or like me? Maybe. <laughs> oh my God. It's just like, and that's kind of like, I guess, I guess I wanted to bring it up because it's a distillation of this idea of like, yeah. Like what, what if, what if we, you know, what if we had a thing and what if it was like, um, yeah, I like that. It's very, it's very unashamed. It is very unashamed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it says, yeah, we summer in France with our genius daughters now and you teach me to play the piano. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's hundred percent kind of delusional in, in a way. Maybe not a hundred percent, but there's elements of like, damn. Well, just like thinking ahead to a future that doesn't exist yet, and mm. it's it's hard to tell, but it seems like the person on the other side of this fantasy isn't thinking about the same things. Maybe yeah. you know, like hundred percent. I don't. Yeah, I can't really tell. Like, is like, are they in a relationship or not, or what? Whatever the deal is, but you know, they might be in a relationship, but maybe for him, it's more serious than it is for her. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. With all with all these really massive kind of metaphors about burning starships and escape yeah. pods. And it's the stakes are so much higher for him as opposed to the love interest. Yeah, he really does a good yeah. job of showing um, the stakes of these feelings um through the use of like metaphor and poetic language and all this stuff he really mm. kind of gets you to feel what he's feeling as well as his vocal delivery is very emotive as well yeah um yeah yeah it's nice it took me a while to get into but i really like it now yeah um can i show you my song fen idol yes i would love to hear it cool i went to a friend's place the other day this dude is building his own house out of clay And I've never felt so insecure They don't forget 
they don't forget Sword fighting your best friends by the toilet bowl was really really good i would say that's yeah maybe my favorite of the songs that you've made for this podcast it's really so cool and you did so many cool things rhythmically like you talked about but you even kind of took their rhythmic ideas a little bit further which was (laughs) which is great i love the lyrics they're like super funny and like poignant at the same time (laughs) Oh my gosh, the Shen Yun reference. Um, <laughs> I just saw that in the lyrics that you sent me. Um, and I like that there's like an interaction with a doctor because that also happens on the Black Country New Road album <laughs> where he says like, the doctor said they're running out of ways to treat. What a funny way to speak. Um, but yours is a little different. Um, the doctor prescribing uh, that the, the world is bad. Ooh, we've lost internet. God damn it. It was at this point that we lost connection with one another. But 
When I listened back and heard the nice things that Fen said about my song, I felt a deep sense of connection. Please enjoy the rest of the episode where we repaired our internet. Thank you. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Ah, that was that was like I was sitting there just basking in all the warmth of the nice things you were saying and then you just froze and disappeared. Uh, I, as I, is the way. I I I did I did hear uh, I did hear the nice things you were saying and I very much appreciate it. Um ah, I I'm I'm particularly glad. happy with this one too. Um yeah. they're, they're such a they're such a fun band to um to kind of take on. And you're right, I did develop their rhythmic ideas just a little bit more. Um cuz I I sort of that bit in like towards the end um the drums shift in a really dramatic way. And yeah. I, f- I forget the sort of the way that I pushed it, but I think I remember just zooming in on the grid and then being like, how can I fit, um, how can I fit four across this three pattern? So yeah. maybe it's a four over three thing. I don't really remember. Yeah, it was kind of like, definitely felt like four over three, but then maybe that was like an extra little mm. bit or something at the end. What, what I did do is, is I did slow down the tempo a little bit in that part too, because I wanted it oh, to cool. seem like it was, um, real people playing it. Um, because I think you really run the risk with this style of music or with any sort of rhythmic subdivisions or um, things like that, where you, if it's all programmed and you just move up by different divisions, it sounds so mechanical and maybe even more mechanical than if you were just doing four to the floor. But um, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was thinking that the drums sound really good in this. Your um, hundred dollar drums. Oh, thank! I'm so glad it was worth it. Hey. <laughs> yeah. No, they do sound. They do sound really good. Yeah, I think they're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I might. But definitely. Yeah. When you're programming drums, or when anyone is programming drums, mm. it's helpful to like not have everything quantized, not have everything uh, snapped yeah. to the grid. Hundred percent. If you want it to sound like a human. Yeah. And 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 yeah. if you wanted real like drum sounds, you can just use an electric kit, but do it through MIDI. And it can yeah. sound much more legit. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, if you got the space for it, which I don't. I'm just a clicky boy, just clicking on everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, lyrically, I tried to uh, like the opening of the song is about a very literal thing that happened to me. I went to a friend's place, and he's building a house out of clay that he's going to live in. And it made me feel so jealous. It is so cool. Everyone will say it was cool. And I did say it was cool, and I still think it's so cool. And it also made me that feel really cool. horrible and insecure because while he's building a house, I'm driving to work a lot, <laughs> and I'm really <Yeah>. tired <laughs> and exhausted, <laughs> and I'm probably eating too much fast food. And this this mofo has just got a house. Um, it's it's the best thing I've ever seen, and yeah. These yeah, damn so, overachievers. I know. <laughs> um, lyrically, I tried to like add in stuff as well about working as a music therapist, and um, like there's references to five little monkeys jumping on the bed, stomping on my head, in the way that work. Oh, yeah, that song. Kind of <laughs> mm-hmm. work. Um, work tends to take over and interrupts creative pursuits, which is so sad, and it makes me yeah. really upset from time to time. And so I channeled that. Um, yeah. And I love the screaming in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to do a real scream. 
Nice. Originally, it was way louder. And then this morning, I did a bounce, so I turned the scream down. <laughs> um, but so yeah. It's fun recording that sort of thing when you have like housemates. Just oh, like, yeah. You? Well, luckily, <laughs> I don't have housemates right now. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. There's got a little bit of a gap here. So doing all sorts of things like, you know, walking around the house in my underwear and just kind of screaming in my, <laughs> in, in my recording room, stuff like that. Yeah, very um, nice. But yeah, thank you so much. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, I'm probably going to tidy this up and maybe release it as a single too. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, thanks so much for listening, listener. And uh, today did turn out to be a bit of a long one. But hey, this is an epic band, so it is what it is. We had to do it. And we're freaking epic friends and we have epic chats that That's are so right. cool and epic. So. Go and uh, go and pull out your Spotify app or whatever. Rate us five stars. Follow us on Instagram. Support Black Country music New Road. Cast. Yeah, Music Rules Cast. That's us. And we'll yeah. see you next week for, mm, let's just say, something might get a little bit poppy in here. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst uh anyway let's so say the temperature's going down it's getting cooler here in sydney oh yeah but for now we are finished that's right <laughs> music rules <laughs> music rules bye <laughs>